Previously on Just Cow in the City. They're all coming over to my house. I put this whole thing together. I did not have diarrhea. It's unbelievable. Taxi drivers are a piece of shit. And then, of course, what am I going to do? What am I not going to get the McRib sandwich? It says it's the farewell tour. Oh, you guys want drinks? Oh, good for her. If there should be a documentary on anybody, it should be me. Then I don't know comedy. Hotcha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on and dance all night. I'm here each week, it'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Welcome to another edition of Juskow in the City. My name is Dave Juskow. I am the host of this podcast we have fun with called Juskow in the City because I do fun stuff that happens in New York City. Fun and exciting entertainment. And I try and go all around the city wide to bring you the news of what's happening on a daily basis. If you live in Kentucky or Kansas or somewhere else, uh, then you can say, uh, I like his stories about New York City because they're uh, like nobody's ever told before because nobody lives a life like this. Uh, a, again, a, uh, a pea-sized intellectual. <laughs> funny every time for me, I'm sorry. Anyway, very welcome to the show, everybody. November 15th, 2022 edition. I have so much to tell you. You know, when I write down my notes for the week, I usually, you know, I, I write them down and they fill up. With, this time I was, uh, my page was totally filled up by Sunday. You know, I just write little notes to, like doing a comedy act. You know, you just write uh, things that jog your memory, little one words that you will remind you. And this time it filled up, up until, so I'm talking about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, filled up the entire page. So we have lots to get to today. So why don't we just, I guess, get started, as we always say, where we left off. And let me tell you something. I think, I feel, some of the stories I'm going to tell you today are, well, yeah, they're phenomenal. I mean, they're unbelievable, really. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the paper because I'm like, what was the other thing that was pretty good? Oh, no, that's not that great. Okay, but the Sunday one is good. Uh, really good. And I uh, believe me, I couldn't wait to rush back. I'm like, wait, should I do the podcast now? You know, sometimes that happens. I'm like, but it's so fresh in my mind. But you really do need a couple of days to, you know, process it and uh, put it together so uh, it comes out in a, uh, a, quote, cohesive structure to you guys. But sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I wish I was more eloquent at telling these things, but I do the best I can in my <laughs> limited brain capacity. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's funny every time. All right. So. We'll start when we left you. When I left you, I recorded last Friday. And as you know, my sister and I were going to see uh, Ms. Amy Yazbek and Sir Richard Klein at the uh, thing for the, uh, the marathon and, of course, the John Ritter Foundation. And as you know, my sister and I were fighting, and rightly so. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of you did write me and say I wasn't off base where you know, it wasn't cool that my sister told me like, yeah, we're all coming over your house. You never asked. I'm like, that's that's not an acceptable answer. Whatever her anger is at me, it is the way it is. Meanwhile, you know, we're brother and sister. So did we have a good time Friday? We had an excellent time Friday because 
That's the way brothers and sisters work. That's the way friendship worked. A real friend, you know, you're fighting one day, especially brothers and sisters. You're fighting one day and your best friend's the next. And that is what happened on Friday. She came in and, uh, you know, she's not, I don't know what she was doing. She was driving in and ended up in Brooklyn. I'm just waiting for, I told you, you could park on my street after like, seven o'clock and you know you get here at 6 30 just sit in the car and you can wait till seven you could park there and it's free and so she ended up in brooklyn i don't know how i mean i actually do know how she took the holland tunnel this is all stuff i'm telling you guys if you ever drive into the city like if you're not a city person and you're just coming in for you know being a tourist you know like i do like we all do anywhere if you ever drive in well don't it's just too confusing my sister took the holland tunnel and I, I told them never to take the Holland Tunnel unless you know your way around. They have messed that. Thing. They made it better, but it's also worse. And now you come out of there and it's like a circle. And you don't take the first exit if you want to go uptown, which used to be the first exit. You have to take the second exit. And the third exit puts you right in Brooklyn. It's really complicated. Uh, again, I'm not even sure how she ended up in Brooklyn because it seems like there's still a ways to go to get to Brooklyn, but she ended up going over the Brooklyn Bridge. I think she was trying. I know what, I know exactly what happened and what she did wrong, and it's just an easy thing to mix up. So, anywho, uh, she she came in and we went to the thing, and you know I was so glad that she was with me because you know last year I just went by myself. I mean, you know I could talk to Richard and stuff and his wife, who's a delight. But, you know, so it was great to be with somebody. And we just, like, kind of hung out. We got some immediate drinks, right? They had these specials, the Aortic Blast, which I had. Who knows what was in it, but I was drinking the specialty drinks. And let me just tell you, there was no alcohol in any of these drinks. They had the Aortic Blast to start. And then I think I had three vodka sodas and felt nothing. So I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if that's what they were told to do. There was clearly no alcohol in any of the drinks. There's no way I could drink four drinks like that. I'm trying to think on an empty stomach. I, th- I mean, I ate some of the appetizers, but and then just not feel buzzed. I mean, there was something wrong, right? But it doesn't matter. We're still having a really good time. We were actually having a good time talking. I had met Amy's, uh, well, she could be a daughter. Now she might be a son. I can't remember. I met him uh, first at uh, in California, good kid. And uh, then we were talking to him. I'm not sure what the pronouns are, and I apologize. Great, great kid. And so we had a, a good time talking to she, them. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just, I don't know what the proper terms are. They'll just say he because they think that's what she transitioned to or whatever. But Amy looked beautiful. I know we have some pictures, but they're like professional pictures, so I don't know when I'm going to get them. My sister and I took pictures with just me, Richard. Klein and uh, his wife so we have those but um, they were a little dark and it was all this stuff but everybody's very nice and they all you know are nice to me because they know I've been part of the organization for a while and then we uh, my sister wanted a bid you know she because she felt you know she didn't buy the tickets because we got her in for free and she wanted a bid to you know make up so she wanted a bid on this Rick and Morty script you know like a silent auction and you have to do it on your phone and you got to get this app and you got to fill out all this shit oh my god it sucked it sucked remember the old days remember when Joey won that yacht on friends because you're just writing it down on a piece of paper it's so much easier so this was like this, and it went down to the wire. Like with my sister, really wanted this uh, autograph script from Rick and Morty, 
uh, for the family. They love that show. And uh, we had to bid this guy. And the people that were doing it, they were helping us. Not helping us, just they were like, oh, hey, it's outbid. And, you know, you should bid. They were just telling us. But they weren't, there was nothing suspicious about it. But then they showed us, the, the one suspicious thing, I suppose, they showed us the guy who was bidding on it. So we were watching him looking at his phone. And once he stopped looking at his phone, we're like, okay, bid, bid. You know, she won, but was it worth it? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe they were tricking us to bid the prices up this is what my sister thinks of course she always has some sort of conspiracy theory but uh everything was fine we also got these rings that like were flashing and we were so excited they're like kids plastic rings but they flash and we were like so excited to wear them all like we wore them everywhere we walked after that it was so much fun it's so stupid but the rings were like a hundred dollars a piece so it was just uh, really ridiculous, but we had a really good time. So then my sister was very excited to meet Larry from Three's Company, of course, because anyone, all right, when I told, so, all right, so I'll tell you the rest. So, uh, so he goes, hey, let, let's have, let's have, oh, come to my class Wednesday. And I'm like, I don't want to go to your class. He goes, no, come to my class. Come on, hang out with me. Keep me company. And I'm like, uh, do I have, he goes, no, no, meet me for dinner on Wednesday, 545 at this place, Balducci's. I don't remember what it was called. 545, 29th and 7th. Meet me at the 545 Wednesday. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you there. And then, and then he had to go. Like he left really quickly, him and his wife. I guess uh, they just wanted to make an appearance, but they came all the way from Jersey and then just left. But, you know, my sister was really excited to meet him, wanted to get a picture because, you know, anybody our age, anybody in their 50s totally gets how exciting it is to meet Larry from Three's Company or anybody from Three's Company. But especially, Larry, especially if you're a boy, quite frankly, as I've said, if you're a stand-up comedian uh, around this age, you know, you worshipped Larry because that was, as I've told you before, the part you were hoping to get as a stand-up comedian. You want to do stand-up and you want... I mean, you just want the supporting character guy that's on, you know, maybe every other episode, maybe episode, but but he's big with the ladies and he's got, you know, this, I mean, what's better? You know, you have a lot of makeout scenes with hot girls. I mean, it was the dream. And so, you know, he really is like that guy, but, in, you know, in a, a, a very, I mean, listen, Larry was like that guy, but he was also a sweet guy and everybody knew it, you know, Jack and Janet and Chrissy. Well, Jack obviously knew, but Janet and Chrissy also knew he was a sweetheart of a guy, you know, he just liked women and. That was the the plan, so no big deal. And, and Richard's the exact same way. He's such a a real doll and a delight, and it's it's an honor to be friends with him. It really is cool. I mean, there's never going to be a time I'm not going to think it's cool. I mean, this is like when Dick Van Dyke used to hang out with Stan Laurel or something, you know, from Laurel and Hardy. He's like hanging out with them, asking them questions. I mean, that's what I, I mean. You know, <laughs> your heroes don't always have to be, you know, Obama or 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 Steve Martin or somebody that great. I mean, somebody like this to us. I mean, obviously, John Ritter was a major hero, and well, I guess I ended up would I would have probably ended up meeting Richard. I don't know whether I would have met Amy, but uh, boy, can you imagine? Maybe I would have met John Ritter if he was still alive. And since then, him and uh, Richard were very close, and and that would have been unbelievable because I mean, that guy, as Amy will tell you in her article on People Magazine, she doesn't even want to date anymore because he was so terrific, and he was. And we all know that. We all know that John Ritter was a comic genius. I'm not just saying it, but of course, if you're you know, 20 and you're watching that show, you probably wouldn't understand. But he was good looking and cool and you just wanted him to do well. That's why it was like kind of bad that he he didn't do better like later because he was so cool. It's like Alan Alda. But Alan Alda like kind of figured it out later and got to this level where John Ritter, maybe we, we didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, he was in a couple of other shows after that, but they weren't as great. 
And but Alan Alda, you know, he's a movie star now, which is the way we wanted it to be because everybody loves Alan Alda. He's stuck with the sitcom, the exact thing as John Ritter, and you just want them. You, you want your heroes to do well, and and heroes that you know are great guys. That, that nobody has a bad word about Alan Alda or John Ritter. You know what I'm saying? It's not like uh, Christian Bale or somebody who you're like, I don't know if I want this guy to do well. He sounds like kind of an asshole. Let's play that tape. He's like, oh, good for you. Anyway, my sister and I leave there, and we're like, let's get something to eat, and I couldn't have been more happy that she wanted to hang out a little bit more. And, of course, here we go again. The diner's open. But I know there's a diner open by my house, right near my house, that is open until midnight, I think, on the weekend. So... We go in there. I, they usually, you know, the diner I usually go to on Tuesdays. They usually play music. There was no music. They they wanted to close. It's ugh, it's so annoying. But the price was sick. I got a grilled cheese sandwich, and uh, we decided I would pay seven dollars and seventy cents more. Seven dollars and seventy cents more to deluxe the sandwich, <laughs> which gives you fries, one onion ring. Coleslaw, lettuce, tomato, pickle. That costs $7.70. It's a fucking embarrassment. Deluxing your sandwich should cost at most $3. Maybe even $4. $7.70. They bought out some fries with one really sad onion ring, and they didn't give me the lettuce and tomato. Oh, well, we don't do that for the grilled cheese. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just saying, you're charging $7.70. I don't want to put lettuce and tomato on my sandwich, but you're charging seven seventy because you're saying lettuce and tomato is going to come from. Well, where is it? He's like, well, I'll give you less off on the thing. I'm like, this is just stupid. Why just bring the lettuce and tomato? Why, why are we nitpicking here? I mean, it was just so annoying. Plus, they uh, gave me the sandwich on rye bread. Everything was a mess over there. These places just aren't ready to serve food after ten o'clock. It's really, it really sucks. And that is not the way any place used to be, especially New York. Really disheartening. And I love, I, you know, I love this diner. I love going there on Tuesdays. I know it's pricey, but I could let pricey go if, you know, it's still a good time. I asked if they'd put on the music that they usually have on. They wouldn't do that. They, everything was a disaster. But then he, the guy was really nice. He's like, I can give you free desserts or whatever. He, he was nice because we were nice because he kicked some other people out. He's just, no, we're closed. We're closed. It was really messed up. I, I don't know what happened, but um, we really had a good time. And, oh, and then I re- realized that my sister is actually the only people that met two people from Three's Company because my sister had met Mrs. Roper in the 80s when she was wor- working for People's Express Airlines at Newark Airport. I'll never forget that story because uh, she was working behind the counter and for some reason, Mrs. Robert needed to take People's Express Airline, which was an airline that you pay when you're on the plane. The cost of everything is going up. But thanks to People Express Airlines, the cost of going up is going down. Which, of course, is incredible. And I remember the story so well because my sister said, I always put in my head that whenever I meet somebody, I would use their real name instead of their character's name, which is, of course, Audra Lindley. That was her name. And she just couldn't help herself and was so shy. She goes, Mrs. Roper! But I don't know what, I don't know what to sculpt. Are you kidding? That's a great likeness. <laughs> that? It's just a blob. Oh, don't fool me. I'd recognize your mother any place. <laughs> And so she ruined her her one thing she said she was not going to do, but that's why I remember the story. So she actually met two people from Three's Company. She's actually better off than all of us. 
or most of you have met no, none. I've met one, and now she's met two. That doesn't seem very fair. If anybody should meet two, it's me. It should be me, Richard Klein, and Joyce DeWitt, <laughs> who I don't care if I ever meet in my life. And I say that now, and meanwhile, if I swear, I'm like, oh my God, it's Joyce DeWitt. <laughs> What the fuck? Anyway, when we're leaving, uh, they're like, are you coming tomorrow? And I'm like, what's tomorrow? They're like, and Amy goes, your niece was supposed to tell you about the thing we do tomorrow. I'm like, what, 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 you're doing that thing tomorrow? You did it without me? The one you usually do with Tommy Bahamas? The one I put together? You're doing what your niece was supposed to tell you. Now I'm furious at Dory, right? I mean, it's another example. You're trying to help people and they just dick you over and dick you over. I don't want to get mad at her. I know she's got a busy day on Sunday, so I let it go, but I'm just saying it was so goddamn annoying. I'm like, of course she did. So on Saturday, Dory is supposed to come over. The whole day, the whole next two days is dedicated to Dory. Remember, I'm sleeping on the couch so Dory can have clean sheets. I put a a, 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 a bed sheet over the thing so there's no dust. So when she sleeps in that bed, it is completely clean sheeted. And so she can have as much rest as possible if she can even sleep before knowing she's doing this exciting thing. So I don't know when she's coming over my house. She has not called me with any kind of details. And I know she's an idiot when it comes to that. So I just let it go. And then my sister calls like, listen, don't, you know, don't say anything about Dory. She was afraid to call you now because she knows she should have called you and she didn't. And I'm like, whatever. She like texted. She's like, please give her a break. And I'm like, don't worry. I'm not going to. I mean, it's, it's difficult, but I knew I knew before she texted not to or maybe I didn't. I don't know. I was pretty upset. Can you blame me? You know, I put this together. It's not like she's 13. You know, she's like 20 fucking five. She's an adult. She's going to be a fucking doctor. I need to coddle her. You know what I'm saying? I, I shouldn't have to. I, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. So I find out she's coming. She's eating there. I was like, you know, what should I do? Should I have stuff prepared? I mean, I was doing all this stuff. That's why I was so angry that my sister, like really trying so hard. And then she's just screaming at me like, you don't care about our kids. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So I just didn't know what to have prepared. I didn't know if we were if we were eating together. Should I make a reservation somewhere? I don't know. But then I found out she's eating at home, and then she's coming in. So she came in like around 8.30. So that day, because I was just waiting for her, right? It's like I finished work at 4, and then I'm just hanging around. There's clearly nothing I can do. I couldn't. That's why I'm, I apologize. I think the podcast came out late again because I just couldn't get it together. Uh, you know, I usually try and put it out for the um, uh, Patreon subscribers, around seven o'clock on Saturdays, but I just couldn't, I was too nervous of, you know, her coming over and that I have everything ready. You know what I'm saying? So the full day just got away from me where I usually can, you know, edit while I'm working. And again, um, I think I'll have it ready, but remember I'm going out this Saturday, I'm going to Yankee stadium and uh, that whole thing, but I think I can do it uh, as soon as I finish here. So hopefully we'll have it at the right time. I know you guys don't really care, but if you do have a regimen of listening Saturdays at seven or at that Saturday nights and you want it, then I apologize, of course. So I watched this movie and I guess I'll just go, or maybe I should tell you this later. Now I'll just say it now because it's in order and it's just easier to keep. I watched the movie Confess Fletch. Have you heard of it? It's with John Hamm. It's a Fletch movie, you know, with uh, Chevy Chase, you know, but not with Chevy Chase. It's John Hamm takes over the role. 
It's a new Fletch movie. Because remember, there's Fletch, which is great, and then Fletch Lives, which was not so great. And when I say not so great, I mean really kind of awful. I just can't believe they couldn't make a, a proper sequel. So this was, I'm going to tell you right now, Confess Fletch. You can see it everywhere. Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Uh, John Hamm was a, a very good addition or, or, you know, whatever. And there's a lot of callback. Uh, John Slattery's in it, too. So there's a little reunion there for Mad Men. Pretty Girls, uh, a murder investigation. And uh, it was just, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the weird part is, like, nothing really happens. But it doesn't matter because it's supposed to be a character piece. You know, I mean, nothing, who cares the Chevy Chase one? You just, you just want to see more Chevy. And uh, maybe John Hamm isn't Chevy back in the day, but he was still very good. And I really enjoyed the movie very much. I think you would, I think anybody that liked Fletch would enjoy this. I was talking to my friend Lawrence after, and he'd said that, I was like, why didn't, how come nobody has heard about this? Why didn't they make a big deal? He goes, they just, I don't know. They just wanted nothing to do with it. They put it out in the movie. It made no money. And then they just put it to streaming. It's just a new world and nobody knows what's going on. But I hope, and I'm telling you, I'm going to talk to John Hamm. I'm going to get his ear. I'm going to say, please do more Fletch movies. Because I just want to see, he should be knocking out one of these a year. They're, they're terrific. They're fun. The character is good. There's no way to lose. It was very, very entertaining. I highly recommend it. If you are a Fletch fan, I, I don't think there will be any issue where you're like, I don't know. There is one line, which uh, my friend Lawrence didn't catch for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, it's not a funny line. It's just a line from the old movie that I remember uh, impl implicitly for some reason. It comes up at the end. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You just got to find it out yourself. And it's just like a, a regular line. It's not like a comedy line or anything. It's just kind of funny that I'm like, why did they choose that line? So uh, those of you who know Fletch backwards and forwards, like we all do, um, and it's just funny that I saw Fletch after I just got my prostate exam, so I was thinking about it. Now, how long have you had these pains, Mr. Barber? No, that's Babar. Two Bs? One B. B-A-B-A-R. That's two. Yeah, but not right next to each other. I thought that's what you meant. Arnold Babar. Isn't there a children's book about an elephant named Babar? I don't know. I don't have any. No children? No elephant books. Open why? Say ah. No, it's an odd name. I don't recall having seen it on the club registry. Well, I don't formally belong. Uh, I'm a guest of my aunt's. Your aunt? Right, Mrs. Smith. Joan or Margaret? Uh-huh, right. Well, which one? Margaret. Funny old bird. Yeah, is she ever. I could tell you some stories. I bet. You know, it's a shame about Ed. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was really a shame. It goes so suddenly like that. Are you dying for years? Sure, but uh, the end was very, very sudden. He was in intensive care for eight weeks. Yeah, but I mean the very end. When he actually died, that was extremely sudden. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. Oh, no, really, uh, we, we don't need to. I, uh, we don't want to do that. Say, so, you know, my kidneys feel a lot better in this position. Maybe it's just that I'm not doing any calisthenics. You know, if I did some sit-ups in the morning or bent over like this, I'd probably feel 100% But Moon River. Whew. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Breathe easy. Breathe easy. As a matter of fact... Ah! Uh, you using the whole fist, Doc? Just relax. 
Well, I don't find anything wrong with you. Oh. Well, I'm sure it's not for a lack of looking. And I couldn't wait to see it. I kept seeing it on the thing scroll by, and I'm like, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. what. How does this exist? How did I never not hear about a Fletch movie? They put no advertisement into it whatsoever, but it was very, very entertaining, and I think you'll like it a lot. The reason I told you that is because I watched two movies this week. My plan was, it worked out perfect, that my niece and I, since she already ate, and I don't know what to do with people when they come over, We'll watch the new Weird Al movie because she loves Daniel Radcliffe and I, you know, can get the movie from the Roku channel, whatever the fuck that is. So I had it ready to go and we watched that and that wasn't as good as Fletch, but it's okay. I guess for my money, it's very much like my Cars movie in the sense that I guess I understand those horrible reviews of people thinking they're getting a movie about the band, The Cars, and then they see my movie. And maybe this Weird Al movie had $10,000 more than I did budget-wise because uh, it was pretty much like my movie where you're not getting, you know, because then you're sitting there and you know Weird Al and you know all the songs. And you're like, well, actually, now I want, now I'd like a real documentary. <laughs> like, I, I'd be more interested because it's totally, like, kind of phony and stuff, but... In that sense, if you let that go, it's a it's a really fun movie. Daniel Radcliffe is is perfect. He's a very good actor. You know, he ends up dating Madonna in it. That's his girlfriend, and that's funny. So then you know it's a fantasy. Obviously, that never happened. And she's like, she's only dating him because she wants. You know, all the songs that Weird Al parodies get a, a all the artists get a bump. You know, so that's that's the gag, the thing. And Weird Al's in a lot of good cameos in it. Uh, Conan O'Brien and. Uh, Jack Black and a lot of a lot of good cameos. So it's a fun movie. If you can find it, uh, I think it's called the the weird weird. No, it's just called Weird. I think the Weird Al Yankovic story. So it's um it's, it's you know the, the thing. I mean, I'm sure uh, I don't know whether I'd ever watch it again. But it was into you know he's like uh, you know he ends up at a, a a frat party, but it turns out it's a polka party, and fortunately as a accordion, you know, like some like that's kind of funny. So. I don't know. There's moments in it. I don't know whether I recommend it as much as Confess Fledge, but it was a good way for me and Dory to pass the time. Made her less nervous about the race. Uh, also, when I went to go get beverages, knowing there were going to be like 10 people in my apartment on Sunday, finally, thanks for Beth finally mentioning something. I went to the store where I get all my liquids for like the weekend. And when I say liquids, I mean like really sugary drinks, uh, seltzer, Coke, Yoo-Hoo's, you know, just crappy stuff that I when people come over I'll I'll go to the store and just fill up on stuff that anybody might like also healthy ones too or waters bottles you know that kind of stuff I go over there on Saturday just before Dory comes and they're like that'll be $71 I'm like whoa whoa that and it was a new guy there and I knew he didn't know what he was doing because I recognized the guy who usually works there and I'm like that that I'm sorry that that cannot be right. I mean, I know I bought some stuff, but you got to be kidding me. And then he redid it. It was like $30. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What is happening? Because then I was just I was just like, okay, all right, now I got to leave the city. I cannot afford to live here if getting a couple of yoo-hoos and, and, a, and, a, and a ginger ale is going to be $71. But fortunately... That was not the case, so thank God. What the fuck? Anyway, I go to sleep on the couch. She goes to bed, right? I'm like, 
kind of nervous because remember the clocks are changing back just to add more drama in the case we, we fuck up somehow. I'm nervous about how we're getting down there, you know, because I know I'm taking an Uber, but is my street blocked off because I am on the route, mar- the marathon route? All this is going through my head. I barely sleep. Maybe I go to sleep at 2 in the morning. I wake up exactly at 6. No snooze, no nothing. I wake up at 6. I put on my, my clothes. I'm ready to go. I go out the door to get Dory a pumpkin muffin. That was all I had to do. I could have gotten it the night before, but I thought it would be fresher, even though I don't know where the fuck those things come from. They certainly don't make them in the back of Dunkin' Donuts. That was my one plan. I was pretty sure they opened at 5.30 in the morning, so there shouldn't be a problem because Dory's like, did they open that? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I go outside. I see police on my block. I go to the cops that are on, the cops are on my block. And I say, by the way, what time are you closing this street? And they're like, oh, we're not closing this street. Um, the, the, the route changed. And I'm like, it did? They're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, terrific. I'm glad I ran into you guys. So I go down to the Dunkin' Donuts. Apparently, they open at 6. I'm there at like 6.15. I didn't know they opened at 6. I thought they opened at 5.30. This woman that I know is there. You know, she's all by herself. There's already people in there. And I'm like, what? what is happening? And I don't see the pumpkin muffin. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. But they don't have all the donuts in the thing yet. Like, she she was by herself. She goes, can you just give me a minute by myself? I know this woman so well. I'm like, of course. Don't don't worry. But, you know, in my mind, I'm like, totally fucking worried. <laughs> this is my one job to get that goddamn muffin. So I'm just, just just tell me you do have pumpkin muffin. Yes, yes, yeah. I just have to get to give me. Yeah, yeah. Just don't worry about it. Don't worry. So I get the pumpkin muffin. I get some coffee and um, I leave. I come back. We're getting we're getting all ready to get all set and we're leaving at exactly seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. She has to be on the eight o'clock ferry. But you know I'm already panicked. It's like six forty-five. I'm like, let's just go. I call the Uber and knowing full well they're not going to block off my box, so we can just get it right here at the house because I thought maybe we'd have to walk down to like, you know, the Sutton Place area or whatever, but no. So I call the the, the the Uber, and it's all set, and oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I call the Uber, it's all set, guy picks up, everything goes according to plan, go down the FDR drive, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the FDR drive, you know, where the ferry is, where my job is, there's all this traffic, because everyone from the race is down there. It's so funny. I'm down there every single day. There's no one down there on a Sunday at 7 in the morning when I'm usually down there. It is jam-packed with people. So we go into the ferry, and everybody's going to the race. Um, just we're, I'm like, where do you leave your stuff? You know, How's this going to work? And she goes, they told us. This is kind of interesting. They told us to wear stuff. You're leaving. And they donate it, and they bring it to homeless people or whatever. So I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. I, I was going to say, what are you going to do with that sweatshirt? And she goes, ah, I've had this sweatshirt since eighth grade. I'm totally going to leave it. So, so we go to the ferry. I got a picture of like how jam-packed the ferry is. I'm like, geez, I hope you get on the boat. When you're looking at and the boat leaves while we're there, you know, like an earlier boat. And it looked so jam-packed with people. But that might have been an optical illusion because everybody was standing outside. There was probably... I, I wonder if the, the inside was not as packed, but I, I, I can't tell. It was I mean, these boats are big, but I I don't know whether they're holding the maximum capacity of people or not. The first one leaves and I'm like, oh shit. But we're there early. So then another one comes in and she there's a seven thirty I think they just leave every ten minutes. I don't think they were running on a normal ferry schedule. Can you imagine? Uh, either coming up from work or a night where you live in Staten Island and you just got to catch the ferry and it's a Sunday morning and you're like, oh, God, what are all these people? You know, this is what usually happens on a parade day for me. And believe me, I'm recording this on Veterans Day. There's a fucking parade outside. 
I don't want to be upset with the veterans. I'm just saying a goddamn parade in the middle of the week. <sighs> Whatever. Like I said, you can't. I'm not taking out it. No ethnicities. No veteran. You know, I just get them. Get rid of all of them. We can celebrate our veterans in a different way. So the the 7:31 comes, and so so remember, I was supposed to work in the office at eight o'clock. But then, because I knew everybody was coming to my house, I told them I, I think I'm going to change it around thanks to Beth finally telling me what was happening. So I guess I'm going to work from home. I'm, I apologize because we were excited, the, the girl that works there, that we were going to be together. Anyway, so she goes in the boat and I leave her, you know, but I, I get nervous. I know she's 25, right? But you get nervous. And she's just, you know, she's not this kind of person, but she gets in the crush, goes, she's like, I'm fine, I'm fine, relax. So she gets on the boat and leaves. And it's 7.30, and I'm like, I'm going to go home. And I get on a bike, and it takes me 19 minutes to get to my house. 19 minutes on the bike. That's five miles. It just took, I, I mean, I flew, and I, I wasn't one minute late for work. It was amazing. It was amazing because my plan was that I was dropping her off at the 8 o'clock boat, and I was probably going to be a half hour late for work. But this time, you know, she caught an earlier boat which I didn't know was a thing. I thought everything, you know, was down to like a time. limit. she didn't start the race till 11 o'clock. That was her time. And so I put her on the boat and went up. Uh, so I, I'm on the bike. I'm going up First Avenue. And I see the same cops. by my hands, And they've closed off the road. They've closed off exactly what I said. And I'm like, hey, I thought you said they weren't closing off the road. And they just shrugged their shoulders like, eh, I don't know. I'm like, thanks for your help, jerk-offs. I'm like, what the fuck? I just asked you one question. You were so sure of yourself. Because I was questioning myself, when did they change the parade route? What are you talking about? We, I have 10 people coming over my house that says that parade route is the exact same as it's been for the past 30 years. I mean, that was hilarious. I mean, that was just like, that was right out of a sitcom. Like, I thought you said that. The, <laughs> what about it not being close? <laughs> So I get home, and then my sister comes over because she bought her car really early. I said, just park it in the lot. She's looking for pre- I'm like, I'm telling you, up there is a mess. So she parks it in a lot. It costs her like $100 for the day, and they're like, sorry, surge pricing today. So she's like, whatever. So she walks over to my house, gets here, I don't know, around, I guess, 10, 10.30. And then she hangs out, goes to the bathroom, drops off her stuff. And Dory left a big, heavy bag here, too, that she's going to take home. And uh, then she leaves to go meet Dory at the first location they were going to meet in Brooklyn, where obviously I wasn't going, and that is where the family's going to meet. When I'm talking about her family, her father, uh, Liza came from Boston, and her best friend, her boyfriend, and Billy, and um, our cousin Sean and his girlfriend, and they all met, you know, Dory, they were going to wave to her in Brooklyn, and we got video of them, you know, they do see her, and they high-five her, and they have signs, really great signs. And so then they all get to my house around 12.30. And they all come in. All these people come in my house. And I'm still working. You know, it's hilarious because I, I couldn't even believe I was still working. You know, I'm still on the clock. <laughs> but there, fortunately, there was nothing to do. So everybody's coming in. I'm taking care. They're all using the bathroom, whatever. And, and then because the, the plan was that you know, it, it couldn't have worked out perfect. I take lunch from 1 to 2. She's supposed to be, you know, because we have an app. We're following her right at my house. At 124. I mean, it couldn't have worked out more perfect. That's why I'm so angry at Beth for not telling me. What the hell? 
And my plan was to come up at one o'clock anyway, so I'd probably be able to see her. But what I didn't know all these people were going to come to my house, and I'm going to host people. I don't want everybody over my house when I'm not here, especially people I like. So I came in. We're just watching TV, and then we're hanging out. And then around, uh, I guess around one twenty, we leave to go to a location so we could see her. And we're just waiting, and we're following her on the app. You know, she's right on schedule. And then she appears, and again, I have I was able to catch it on tape. And this time, she just runs, just waves, and doesn't stop. At least she high five before. And I'm like, what the? F-? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, Tori, get over here. <laughs> I guess she was just in the zone and wanted to keep going. She totally finished and made it and everything. It was very impressive, but she really looked like she was out of it anyway. But we got to see her, and it's really funny when she just runs by, and you're like, well, I guess, I guess that's it. Uh, guess we'll wrap it up. But uh, you know, I got pictures. My uh, you know, my niece's friend Lindsay was uh, on her boyfriend's uh, shoulders holding the sign up. And it was really, the signs were great. They were all about Dory the fish from uh, Finding Nemo. And they're like, keep running, keep running, just like keep swimming. So it was really cute. And I think she was really appreciative. But, you know, who knows? Why didn't Beth tell me the whole family's coming in to cheer on? Now, should I have known that? Probably. But I, I was surprised that she didn't say everybody's coming in. That's why I put other people in different places that she didn't even know to try and catch a picture or something. It was, you know, whatever. Anyway, it all worked out. Everybody came back to my house. They, they stopped at Trader Joe's for some reason. There's a new Trader Joe's by my house. I never go in there because it's too crowded with douchebags, just like the Whole Foods. And then my sister went to go see her. I want to go see her at one other location. So she went, you know, to Fifth Avenue or something to go see her. And everybody just hung out here and we watched football. And remember, I was still working. It was hilarious. Because I was still working, I still had to do, uh, you know, I still had my three screens open. It was, I, that, that work, my work day usually goes so fast, and this one was just. I'm like, wait, I'm still working? What the fuck? I mean, and then they left like about three thirty to go meet Beth and you know at, and Dory at the finish line. You couldn't get to the finish line, but Beth wanted to be at the finish line, and they all met her again, got in the car, and then you know went home, and then went to a diner. And I'm like, God damn it. I wanted to do, but they wanted to go in Jersey. We didn't know what Dory wanted to do. And, of course, by then I could have totally gone because it was after four and I could go. So I was pretty pissed off, but I wasn't pissed off. So then, you know, they all leave at 3.30. Finally at 4 o'clock I finish. I get on the couch. I'm like, oh, what a, what a day. You know, for somebody that's just in their house, mostly I've told the people at work, I'm like, sometimes I leave here on Wednesday. I don't see anybody until Monday at lunch. So for somebody that somehow sometimes has weekends like that, that was a lot of to do and activity for me. And at Sunday at four, I'm just like, well, I'm just gonna kick back. And all of a sudden, I get a text, and I'm not complaining. I was just saying, you know me, I get a text from Jeff, Jeff Ross, and he's like, dinner, and I'm like, fuck. But I'm like, I gotta, you know, he had told me a, a week ago he was coming in. We gotta hang, and I said I can't. You know, really, because my niece is coming in. But then, you know, she was gone. It was over. I'm like, I got to go out. I got to go out. I know I'm going to want to go out. I know I'm going to want to. So let me just do it. He's like, who else should we invite? I'm like, I don't care. You know, whoever. I don't care. Then he's like, and so he invited um, Gilbert's uh, ex-widow. Fuck, I hate saying that. Um, uh, Dara, you know, so uh, who's great. I'm like, oh, that'll be terrific. And so I rush us down there, or I tell she calls me, and I'm like, "Yeah, you better get down there. Jeff wants to eat now." And then I get the bike down there. I don't shower. I get down to the bike, uh, the bike down there to the. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna take a shower." And I'm like, "Oh, but I told Dara to rush." He goes, "Nah, I called her back. I told her not to rush." I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" But you know what? It's better because I just got out and did it. You know what I'm saying? 
I hang around too long. It starts getting dark. You know, I might not leave. So better off that I'm hanging around. I'm at his house. I'm just hanging. We're waiting. Dara comes in. We're having a good time. We decide Jeff gets a reservation at Minetta Tavern, which is very, very difficult to get a reservation. It's a very prestigious thing right next door to the Comedy Cellar. I don't really like going there. I don't like the food that much, but uh, whatever Jeff wants to do, I don't care. Anyway, I, I, wrote, uh, I wrote down actually what we had, which, oh, right, right, because uh, outside Steve said, if you go there, you got to get the bone marrow. That sounds disgusting to me, but he goes, you got to get it, you got to get it. So we got the bone marrow, and it was gross. <laughs> I hated it. He's like, you didn't like it? I'm like, No. It's like gross. It's like, I don't know what bone marrow is, but it's like in a bone and then you have toast and you scoop it. Oh my God, it was disgusting. Just the thought of it was gross. Though we got it just to try it because he was like, you got to get it. It's great, but it was gross. I got a filet mignon and we got the lobster mac and cheese and I got four glasses of wine during the time. I think I had four. I was was drinking and I was, I guess I was drunk, maybe a little high. I got drunk like quickly. On these four glasses of wine. I think I only had wine, so I don't know what happened, but uh, I don't know. Maybe just waking up early. I don't know. I just, I got drunk. Like, spit. Remember, we were talking about last week how I haven't had the spins? This was like a drunk where I had the spins. Who knows why, after all the stuff I drink, that four glasses of wine are going to fuck me up? I don't know. Maybe it was the. The water they were putting in the Friday and it finally all took effect. I don't know what happened. I was drunk, but in a fun, good, festive way, as long as, you know, we're walking around having a good time. And then I get, uh, I think, yeah, I got, I got coffee, but I got decaf because I assume we we're going home. But no, that that, that, that wonderful loft space, uh, Jeff called that guy who's making that movie. And he's like, hey, these, these guys are recording over there. He wants us to go watch them record. Now, the name of the band it's called Cigarettes After Sex. And they're recording at this place. He goes, he wants to come over. So we walk over. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be another great night of fun. We're going to watch these guys record for the soundtrack for this awesome movie I've been telling you about that's probably never going to come out. And you'll probably never be able to see it unless you go to the Acropolis in Greece in about two years. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to see it. But this guy just keeps, I guess he's got money. He told us where it comes from. It's like donors. And he's got money forever. So... He just keeps working on the film and working on the film, and it, it's really spectacular, so who cares? And he's recording, and he has all these great artists record all the time, so he has these guys, cigarettes after sex, right? Now, I'm like, where the fuck have I heard this before? Well, it was that girl that I went out to dinner with from Walgreens that time who told me, have you ever heard of the band Cigarettes After Sex? I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, kid. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and so I'm like, oh, my God, this is hilarious, because I text her. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. She's like, What? I never heard of them before. I didn't know what their story was. Now, we get up to this space, and these guys are the greatest, right? And so there's, uh, it's this guy, uh, Greg uh, Gonzalez, and he is he formed the band Cigarettes After Sex, and it's him. Uh, he's the voice. And so I told you, I got the spins. I mean, I'm drunk, and I'm high, and but I'm in a great mood. And I was like, do you guys have any beer? They didn't have any beer. They had another vodka drink. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so I had another vodka drink. And then I sit on these chairs. So it's me, Jeff, Dara, and the guy who's making the film, uh, also named Greg. The lights are very low. There's candles. And they're like, okay, you guys hear the headphones. you know? And he's going to record. So you have to be extremely silent. And in my head, in my head, 
when I said there was a band recording, and they waited for us to get here so we could watch them record. I mean, this is like right out of uh, any movie you've ever seen where, you know, you just get lucky enough to see it. Hey, I know a couple of guys, you know, it's, I don't know. In my mind, I'm going to see this. So that's what I'm thinking the entire... I'm, uh, that's what's going through my head. That is what's going through my head, okay? Now, this is the... Uh, now, this is just an example. This isn't the guy. I'm going to play that for you in a second, but but it's pretty much... This is what, what was actually what, we, what he was singing. When I'm away from you I'm happier than ever. Wish I could explain it better. I wish it wasn't true. Give me a day or two to think of something clever. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that's Billie Eilish. And he was singing like that. It's like, I love you every thing. I mean, his voice is amazing. But I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out. And because I'm, I'm panicked. I can't breathe. I don't want to breathe. You know what I'm saying? I'm clutching my fist, not to fall asleep, but just to not move. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is so serious. I didn't think it was going to get serious. I don't know what I was thinking was going to be. Like a band's recording. <laughs> the name is Cigarettes After Sex. It's, it's going to be this. That's what's going through my head before this starts. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be unbelievable. Oh my God. I, and I don't know what made me think that, but this is the kind of songs that go through my head when I've been drinking. This is, this is what growing up in the 80s will do for you. You know, I mean, it's just a, this goes through my head, not the, 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 the soft spoken. Uh, <laughs> songs which are which are wonderful they're just uh, i don't know i just wasn't ready for it it threw me off so you know while that's uh <laughs> while that's going to my head i'm hearing the the lyrics to no no time to die you know this is all i was thinking of was this song this exact song i'm like wait are we listening to billy Eilish do no time to die because <laughs> this, this is exactly what it was like this is exactly what it was like just goes to show 
that the blood you bleed is just the blood you own. That was exactly what it was. I couldn't explain it any better. Obviously, I don't have the track of what it was because he was making it up. The guy, the guy wrote it, and it's a new song. And it's not a cigarettes after sex song. It's just Greg Gonzalez singing the song. So this is what it was. This is the way he was singing. I mean, it was beautiful. I'll, I'll play one of their songs. I mean, his voice was impeccable. And would it be unbelievable to sit in the studio and watch Billie Eilish record that? Yes. But the pressure when she's staring right at you and 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 just what th- this is the exact Andrea Martin thing all over again. Do I love Andrea Martin? You're goddamn right I do. Do I want her to perform all of her things right in front of my face so I can't keep the smile frozen on my face? No, it was ama- but it, I mean it was ama- I am not complaining about it. I'm just telling you the comedy of it because you know, I'm just a you know, when I drink, I'm just like I'm not ready for this. I wouldn't have if I knew we were going to you know, have this kind of night, I wouldn't have even eaten anything. <laughs> right now, I'm just ready. I, I wasn't falling asleep, but, you know, it was just, I was like, oh, my God, it's spinning. I was just talking about this. Why do I have the spins already? I'm up. I'm not even sitting down. The chairs were too comfortable. The lighting was unbelievable. The temperature was flawless. Oh, my goodness. So these are the guys. This, I mean, this guy's got an unbelievable voice, but these are the kind of songs. they. I didn't, I never heard of the band before, but the greatest guy. This guy, Greg, is a terrific guy, really terrific, out of El Paso. <laughs> and we just started becoming uh, Instagram friends. And he's like, are you based in New York? And I'm like, I am, you know, but uh, you come in, like, we'll hang out again. I mean, that place is like, you know, you just, you hang out because it's fun and it's awesome. You know, it's just, it's, it's an open all night place. And here's the, uh, actually, uh, this is a, uh, a video called, uh, a song called Sweet from Cigarettes After Sex. Watching see, see? Same thing. Video I wasn't lying. I'm lying. He ain't lying. The one where you're showering with wet hair dripping. You know that I'm obsessed with your body. But it's the where you smile does it for me it's so sweet don't you love me it, and it's without the instruments you know so it's kind of there's a little bit of it it's just a little bit of music going but you can see how sweet his voice is it's like really beautiful so it was like wonderful to watch and he was you know he was amazing to just sit there and do that, there's a lot of pressure on him just to sit. But, you know, it's, it's funny that he wanted to record in front of people is even amazing. I, I would have been like, no, I, I need to be in a room by myself. I don't want anybody looking at me. So what a performer, you know, what a major talent, because that's a real performer that somebody like, oh, no, I'd love to record in front of the Roastmaster General and his friends. You know, I mean, that's the funny thing. So Dara has a 15-year-old daughter who's ridiculously pretty. It's just really funny. This is Gilbert's daughter. And she... Couldn't believe her mom was at a place with the guy from Cigarettes After Sex and she hadn't like put herself together saying, Mom, you're embarrassing me because she went to go see him at the summer stage here in the city. So that's why if you're young and you have a 15-year-old daughter, they would be unbelievably impressed that I hung out with this band that all of us have no idea who it is. But this guy's great. His voice was amazing. 
He recorded that one and another one with playing the guitar at the same time too, really perfectly smooth. He just sit there going like, wow. You know, now, you know, Howard Stern says this all the time. Now, I wish I was a musician. I mean, this is unbelievable. I mean, to be able to do this and sing and play like that and how beautiful it is. It's a, it's really a gift and it, and it was great and it was just wonderful. But, you know, again, also I've had my nose has been congested for two weeks, a little coughing, you know, like not sick, but it's just allergies of some sort. You know, I, I finally asked my doctor, I'm like, what do you think? He says, Flonase, Flonase. I always said Flonase. So I'm like, oh, God, don't cough. Don't, you know, I'm, I've, I've had to go to the bathroom recently to blow my nose because there's so much, you know, I'm just sniffling in and it's gross. So, you know, I always go to the bathroom to be polite. And, I'm, you know, I'm just nervous that I'm going to have to sniffle. I mean, that's how bad it was. Plus this stupid watch I bought, which doesn't tell any time. It keeps flashing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have to take it off and put it in my pocket. You can't move. You don't want to be that guy that fucks up the recording session. Can you imagine? Oh, it's like worse than being at a funeral. And when I say worse, that is the wrong word because it is an honor and a pleasure and a joy and super fun to be there. And like I said, I was just I was having a good time in my head thinking how funny it's going to be to tell you guys this story, this hilarious story. From another legendary evening with the Roastmaster General and in, in, a, in a classic New York City evening. And after they were finished, you know, I hung out with them. I was talking to them and, a, and a, the, one of the producers. And I got a little more. I had a little bit more to drink. And mostly at this point, I'm thinking it's 1 o'clock in the morning. I got to wake up in four hours. So uh, those guys went to go see Jeff at the comedy store. They're like, hey, we're going to go to the comedy store. I'm like, there's no way. If I had gone to the comedy store with them because Jeff and Dave were going to be there and I would spoken to Mattel that night. That would have been lovely, but then it would have meant I would have gotten home at 6 and had to go in, just shower and immediately go to work. And I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that because I just woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning. That would mean I would definitely be up for exactly 24 hours because I you know, had an early start that Sunday too. So I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. And they all, the band and everybody went with Jeff and they, I'm sure it was super fun. But unfortunately, I think even if I didn't have to work, I don't, I don't know whether I would have gone, you know, because the comedy seller's striking me the wrong way these days. But, you know, I was like, I got to go home. And then, of course, I took the bike home and I'm like, I'm never going to get home because there's fuck that, never taking a taxi again. I would take an Uber, but not a taxi. But I'm like, I need to, you know, walk it off or ride it off, whatever it is, get home sleep for four hours, and then get up. I think I got home at 2. My alarm goes off at 5.30. Maybe I snoozed until 6 this time because I was pretty out of it. And I went to work because that is what I do that's different than most of the people I hang out with. They never have to go to work the next day, and this has been my entire life except for the three years during COVID where everything was awesome. Thanks a lot. Wow. New York, just like I pictured it. Skyscraper and everything. So then, you know, I figure on Monday night, I'm like, I'm not going to go to Wings. I'm exhausted. I don't want to go. I'm, everything's too expensive. It's pr- I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to go home and go to bed. So I decided, so I, I think, what did I do? Did I, did I bike home or uh, I didn't walk? Did I take the bus? I can't remember. I know. I think I biked home. Yeah, I biked home. I walked a little bit, I biked home, and I went to bed, but I couldn't sleep. 
And then my friend Laura called me. She's like, are we going out tonight? I'm like, fuck, I, um, I really don't want to go out. And then I'm like, well, maybe we could do it here. Because I really kind of did want to go out because last night was so fun. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I kind of want to keep it going. You know, it's because in my head, I'm, I'm 20. So I'm like, yeah, I want to keep it going. And it was fun. And I don't know, uh, my, my money situation wasn't as bad on Monday as it has been. So I'm like, yeah, we could do it. So we're going like we're trying to find a place. She lives in like the twenties on First Avenue. I live in the fifties, trying to find a place in between. So I see this bar. This is this is so fucked up. And this is, I don't know what's going on. I got to call these places. So I find a place called the Bravest. I've been there once before. It's a fireman bar, and it's right on Second Avenue around 39th Street. I know they have wings. I know that they have sports on. But I'm looking up the menu and I see their wings. Remember I told you I, I finally found out the wings were $33 for 16 wings. That's like two dollars a wing. And the way Monday Night Wings was you know, invented was that they had wing specials. Well, forget that. That's $33 a lot. And then at this place, they have 20 wings for $33. And I'm like, fuck. You know, that's 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 really expensive for wings, for chicken wings, I'm saying. But I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I looked at a whole bunch of places over there. I'm like, well, there's this redemption I've never been to, but I hate that place. It looks like douchery. Maybe we could do this as a backup. So we meet at this place, The Bravest. It's closed. It's closed. I wa- I ran with my bike uh, last Saturday, and we're going to Jeff's on Sunday. It was completely open. It's a Buffalo Bills bar. It's completely closed on Monday. Who knows why? Laura says, maybe it's because of the marathon. I'm like, shut up. It's not because of the marathon. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yell at her like that, dude. Such a doll. So then we go over. The, I'm like, let's try this other place. So we go over to uh, this place, Redemption, on 2nd Avenue, a little further up. Closed. Totally closed. At least that one said we had a we had a fire on the roof. I'm like Jesus Christ. So then I say, um, let's go to uh, Hudson Malone's. It's right on 53rd. This guy from PJ Clark's own it. One of my friends. We can go there. Closed. Closed. All these sports bars closed for Monday Night Football. Where the fuck does that make any sense? So then we're just going around, and she's starving. So I got to deal with that. I'm just never hungry anymore. I just keep eating. I'm just never hungry, so I I don't really care. We're like walking. I'm like, and now I'm just getting it. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know. This doesn't make any, this isn't bothering you that this is like real fucked up that all these sports bars are closed on Mondays. I finally want to go to a different place. So, so let's go to PJ Clark's. That's always reliable. So we go to PJ Clark's and they sit us in this crappy section that's not in the back where I wanted to be because we didn't have a reservation because who knew? I guess it's the only place in town that's open. And they actually have the game on. And they're right because I wasn't even expecting. By that time, I didn't even care. And, uh, you know, we sat down. We we had a drink. And then I felt better. I had a beer. I felt much better. You know, I just feel bad. Until I have a drink, then I'm fine. I can relax. But you can see how that would be really annoying. I finally decide to go to these places I see all the time when I'm walking around. I'm like, eh, maybe one day I'll go in there. I finally decide to go with a goddamn closed. It's not a Sunday night. It's a goddamn Monday night, and they're closed. And they're closed to the fact that they look like they were never opened. I mean, that's really weird. I'm like, I shouldn't have strayed from the path. I guess I'll just have to stick with Scruffy Duffy's all the time, pay those insane prices. But then every place is an insane price all of a sudden, you know? Meanwhile, what'd that cost? Uh, two, two of us, 178 bucks. 170 bucks for two people. A couple of drinks, some food. What did I have? I had, oh, I had the burger because they're known for their burger. It was okay. It's called the PJ Clark burger, I guess. And I think I also had mac and cheese on the side because it was, I don't know. 
I like having a side dish, and I didn't want fries. So I, I got pictures. They're not great pictures because they, they put it out weirdly. So, But whatever. You know, I'm trying to always take pictures for everybody. You know, I'm doing the best I can. I got pictures of the food at Manetta Tavern, too, and Jeff and Dara. So, uh, if, you know, for the bonus show, this is what you pay for. You got to have something, right? You got to have content. We leave P.J. Clark's. I don't know what time it is, uh, 10, 30, 11. It's freezing. We didn't wear jackets because it was 73 degrees. All of a sudden, it dropped like 30 degrees. It was freezing outside. I don't know what happened. I mean, all of a sudden, it became November within uh, the two hours we were in PJ Clark's. It was so strange. We were like sweating. It was humid. And all of a sudden, it was freezing. So, yeah, then we went home, and then, uh, you know, I woke up and went to work. And I, I biked every day this week, even in the cold, and I'm like, I, I got to get mittens. Or I was thinking maybe I should get uh, kitchen gloves, you know, like oven mitts. Maybe that'll work. Something to keep my hands warm when I'm biking. And I'm going to need goggles, I think, for the wind that keeps whipping in my eyes. Otherwise, I can't see because I am planning on taking that bike every day. Fuck that subway. Uh, I, it's just no fun. And the bike is exciting because it's dangerous, but it is, I think it's causing a problem on my tushy because, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of bumps. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's really messed up. I always have to get up when the bumps come because there's so many bumps and obviously craziness, other bikers. But the colder it gets, the less people there be. So that's why I always get so mad that they don't have a bike special for me because I'm like, look, I take this all year round, jerk-offs. So, I don't know. I got to find a way to bundle myself and then, you know, fix myself at work, I guess. Larry, Larry, this guy is a psycho. Don't tell him what he's going to do next. Come on, Jack. He's never going to find you up here, so stop worrying. Open up! Start worrying. (laughs) Anyway, Wednesday, you know, Tuesday we did the show. I thought it was a fun time. We had Nick on, which was always a pleasure. And then Wednesday, I went out to dinner with Richard Kleiner. That was the plan. I couldn't believe it happened. We just made it up and it happened. I meet him at five. I walked all the way up there from work. I met he. I meet him pretty much at Madison Square Garden. So I'd say it's about three miles because I had time. I leave at four. I met him at five forty-five. I uh, I can't remember the name of the place, but uh, he had a martini. So I said I'll have a martini too. And then I had a glass of wine. So again, I was a little tipsy. I also had the mozzarella caprese, or what's it called, the caprese salad. You know, it's tomatoes and mozzarella. I like that, right? It was really good. And then he said, oh, get the uh, bolognese pasta, but that's all. He just had a Caesar salad. I'm like, wait, you're not eating any? So he had to go. His class started at 7. And then I say, oh, my God, this was a ploy to get me to come to his class. Damn it. I don't think there's any way out. And, of course, he invited one of his students to come, who's so hot, uh, but that's a good, that's why we like. Hey, it's Larry from Three's Coming. He's the best. You know, he's he's got he likes. He was like, "Where's your sister?" I'm like, "Was she supposed to come?" He he wanted to hang out with her. Too. He likes girls. He likes hanging out with girls. You gotta love him. He is Larry, and he's sweet, and he doesn't mean any harm by anybody. You know, like so. It's just he's like me. I mean, this is what I like. I would would I would not get a girl from. I mean, not my college, but if I was teaching a class, would I not have them to join me just before we go to class? Everything's. On the level, it's right next door to the class, and then we can, you know, hang. I don't know. I probably would. I'd do the same thing. That's why I love him. I absolutely love him. But we were rushed again. You know, he's like, I got to leave. And I'm like, I thought we were talking. I, I didn't know we were going to rush. He's like, don't, don't leave that wine. And I gulp the wine down. And then I'm like, I guess I'm going to this class. And we go, and I go. And I know 
It is a three-hour class. And I'm like, motherfucker. I'm fucked again. I'm drunk and I got to sit through these people. And they're, <laughs> they're pretty much... They're pretty... <laughs> they're fucking... It's the exact same situation. I'm drunk again and I'm pretty much listening to this. I should have known. I mean, it, it's like the lights are okay. They're not totally bright. And I'm just sitting in this chair and I am watching them do scenes from Arthur Miller. Not Death of a Salesman. I think of you for the bridge. Is that what's called? Something like that. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, this, it can't, this, how is this happening again to me where I've been hijacked into going to. To, to getting drunk for the worst things you could be having a drink for. I'm not a normal person. I can't have one drink and things to be normal. I can't drink and then read a book. If I drink, I'm out for the night, which is how my brain and everything works. So for, for, for this to happen, it's, it was like, you got to be kidding me. Three hours of sitting there. Everybody's very nice and it's okay. And they're doing these exercises. And I'm like, now nah, I'm going to sit right here. You guys do that. This is why I don't like acting because they're getting up. And they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, you know, I'll, I'll sit with you guys. But, and of course, there's, uh, you know, really pretty girls in the class, of course. And they're just a couple of guys, classic. And everybody was okay. And Richard's funny and he's a good teacher, a really good teacher. And it was fun. I mean, I, I understand. So then an hour and an hour and 15 minutes, and he goes, okay, we can take a break. And he goes, Dave, you can go if you want. I'm like, no, I'm having a good time. He said, I, I don't want to be a dick. And I, I wasn't having a bad time. It's just I just, I guess I just didn't think I was going to do that. So I was drinking. I wouldn't have drank if I knew I was going to go to class. I wouldn't have eaten anything again. I don't know. I would have planned it different. I guess I didn't know he was hijacking me, but he did. He is still a delight. So I leave the class. There's one girl in there. She's doing comedy. And I say, uh. And she seems okay. She's asking me a bunch of questions. I'm like, well, do you, you know, you want to talk about it some more? I, we leave. And I said, well, let's get a drink in this bar. And we can talk about comedy more. She's pretty enough. <laughs> no, she's really nice, really nice. And, uh, and, and pretty, really pretty. And I didn't mean it that way. I, you know, I like talking to young kids about comedy and uh, telling them the, the woes and the good stuff because uh, she was mad because uh, uh, her show at the Broadway comedy show got canceled. I said, don't worry about that, kid, because, uh, you know, Broadway sucks. So I said, let's go in this bar and have a drink. So we go, and I'm like, well, she's really nice. So I, we, I open the door of the bar. She goes, yeah, I got some time before I got to meet my boyfriend. And I'm like, hey, oh, I don't understand that. What, what does she think I asked her out for? Well, it's the way they just slip it in there, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's all just part of the conversation. I mean, right out of the Seinfeld show. And it was at that time. What did you say just before she mentioned she had a boyfriend? Um, I think I was talking about how manure is not such a bad word, you know, if you separate it. You're like, it's ma and then nur, and then it's not that bad. And it was at that time she told you she had a boyfriend. Oh, my. So, uh, but that that's all right. It doesn't matter. So we had one drink at this bar, and she was very pleasant, and uh, we talked a little bit, and we had a, it was a nice time. And I wanted another drink because I was already, you know, I was like, I sat through three hours of this thing. I needed another goddamn drink. And then I walked home. I finished my walk. So I technically walked five miles with a lot of breaks and some food and booze in between. And then I went home. And I'm like, good. I'm glad that week is over, technically. And I had to go to Rhoda's. Oh, so then I go to Rhoda's yesterday, right? This has nothing to do with Rhoda. And I'm already way beyond where we need to be because it's a sort of, but I got to tell you, you're not going to believe this, right? 
So I think my car problems are all over. Like, it's going to start. There's no problems, right? Oh, my God. I get to the place, and I'm, like, taking my time because I'm, like, there's no rush. I'm going to rush today. I get the car. The car won't start. I'm, like, what are you talking about the car won't start? He's, like, it won't start. I'm, like, how can that be? I've had everything fixed. It was working perfectly. He goes, I don't know. Not only does so, – so then he brings me downstairs, and there's a note on my car. Hold for payment. Apparently, they raised the price of the garage, and nobody told me, and I owed $100. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It, just, it, it gets worse and worse. There's a big sticker on my car. I can't even get it out of the garage until I pay. Oh, my God. It was so annoying. So then we're trying to start the car the usual way we do. And it usually starts right up. This time, it was dead, dead. So this time, the guy, and he doesn't speak any English. He's coming up with plans. He's a really good guy because he's the one that always helps me. He seems to work on Thursdays. He gets another car. He gets, a, he gets another car. He said, let's just do the old-fashioned jumper cables car to car. But the first car he gets doesn't even have an engine. It doesn't have a battery. He's like, I don't know where the battery is. I'm like, it could be electric. Like, I don't know. So he gets another car. You know, I mean, that's the thing. It's full of cars. So, yeah, so that works. And uh, it worked perfect. Where the rest of the day, it was starting up good. I bring it to the Jiffy Lube. I'm like, guys, I don't know what happened. I'm like, there's nothing you can do. I just like coming here and I got to tell you guys what happened. They put in some steering fluid so that they, the car works perfect. It just won't start. Something's draining the power. Otherwise, there's no problems with the car. It's 105,000 miles on it. It works perfect, except for the fact that it just loses power sometimes. And once it got going, it was perfect the whole day. I had no problem starting it. I don't understand what is happening. I don't know what to do about it. Anywhere I bring it's going to cost so much money to just check. But I got to do it. I got to figure it out. And I'm not taking that car out till Thanksgiving again. And you know, it's, you know, on Thanksgiving day, that's going to be a problem again. Oh my God. I got to call them and say, can you start the car now that I'm paying top dollar for this place? And they're like, well, you're lucky because uh, we've been told not to let anybody, nobody can have a parking space here under $800 a month, $800 a month for this dump where battery acid drops onto my car on a daily basis. You've seen the place $800 a month. So I don't know. I mean, I, can I even keep a car with the city in that? I don't even know what's happening. I'm not sure what to do. And now I need the car because I'm going to be teaching. I got to go to mom's, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy, right? I mean, it was just like another thing. I'm like, what a week I'm having. Which is funny because, you know, that is kind of my favorite thing. But I mean, it was just not only would the car wouldn't start, but then there's a big sticker on it. Like, do not, do not let leave. <laughs> Motherfucker. Well, you always for two months. It went up $50. Oy. But anyway, that's uh, that's uh, today's show. <laughs> I'm not ending on a thing. I think it was a, a, a really good show. I had so much to talk to you about and so much fun and entertaining stuff and just stuff that happens to me that you don't have to worry about. It's uh, nobody else's uh, care. So it's, uh, it's all good and everything's fine. I'm still alive and so far we'll see what happens. And <laughs> just, you know, it's uh, still a fun time of the year. Yeah, tomorrow, you know, I'm going to Yankee Stadium. We'll see this game. I'll report back to you, obviously. And then uh, Monday, I'm supposed to go to the Comedy Cellar because they're having, like, kind of a memorial service for that bouncer that died. And then apparently Tuesday, there's a roast of Judy Gold, but I don't know if I'm going to go, but we'll see. I'm sure there'll be plenty to tell you next week on another exciting episode of Just Go in the City. As we, I, oh my God, what is it, like four weeks? Um, three weeks, our 400th episode. I don't have anything planned because I really just don't care, right? We're just going to continue to do it. But should I plan? I don't know. 
You got to do something special, right? We got to. Got to acknowledge it. I think it's the first week of December. So it's coming. It's a coming. He ain't lying. That's from Coming to America. All right, everybody. I'll see you next week on Just Gal in the City. Good night. Good night.